If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. So, she said, if I got a little story for you, what you thought was your daddy was nothing but a... Fucking angel, voice of an angel. Mm. Hey, can you do us a favor, dude? It's the voice and, uh, of, a, of, a, <coughs> of a demon, a rock I, demon. I don't like that. Uh, I don't like that you don't introduce us anymore because uh, people, me? yeah, people are. Well, you just get, went first. Why don't you just introduce us by our Instagram name? Seeing as how. <laughs> Welcome to Mind <laughs> we'll Pump. Easier that way. You're listening to Mind Pump Sal. You're listening to yeah. Mind Pump Adam. Right. Woo! And the beautiful voice that you heard earlier. Mm. Was mind pump Justin? <laughs> Thank you. Those also incidentally happen to be our Instagram tags. You can find us at Instagram at mind pump. We keep it simple. We keep it simple. Mind pump radio. Was that? Oh, is that mind pump? <laughs> he didn't even do. He fucked that up. <laughs> Way to God go! Damn it! Way to go! <laughs> that was good. God damn it! That's all right. It was all right. It was better than Scratch that, Douglas. Do that over again. Reverse. <laughs> Reverse. Dude, everybody's tired. I know why I'm tired. <laughs> I felt mm. fantastic. You feel good? I felt fantastical. I'm tired, dude. Fantastic. I'm tired, bro. My daughter, my daughter's got an, my daughter's got an ear infection, and uh, take her to the doctor today. Mm, my she's poor, sick. Ah, my man. poor little girl. Yeah, everybody's been having this cold. Like my my kids have had this cold too. So. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. See, it sucks. Yeah. You know what I realized Keep though? Me up. So check this out. Here's a little uh, parenting tip. Uh, when you explain things to your kids, like when you break them down, because I think sometimes I know this happens for me. I I, I forget that they're. Also, like like little humans that like they can understand shit, yeah. and I just kind of tell like I just give them a stupid answer, like ah, but, you know, my ear hurts. Okay, why does it hurt? Because you're sick, you know. But I broke it down for it. I said this is what happens to the ear, and it gets inflamed, and there's an infection, and the swelling causes pain. And when you scream, you're causing more blood to rush to that area, and it's going to make that ear hurt even more because it's going to throb more. And she stopped screaming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she's like, oh, she, she knew Jedi, it would make it worse. Jedi is, shit right yeah, there. No, you just got to explain Ninja'd. it. You just got to explain yeah. it to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it, it. And it works way better. Lever. It's way better than beatings. Beatings are not nearly as effective. <laughs> <laughs> Both methods. Although that's second, yeah. though, right? Second. Yeah, if that doesn't way. work, first try to talk some sense. If not, beat some sense the into be- it. <laughs> the, be- <laughs> the beatings will begin. <laughs> Justin, you're tired too, huh, buddy? I'm tired. Man. He's got red eyes over there, dude. You, uh, yeah, my son's been like, he's. He has like night terrors too, so he'll come up and just like find his way into our bed, and I'm just like, huh? Ah! And then I freak out, and then I will keep waking up, and because he like punches me and kicks me and stuff. And, oh yeah. man, poor kid. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, what are you gonna do? You so, know? so, so, trip off this. A friend of mine uh, used to give her kid because um, he has he has uh, allergies, lots of allergies. So sometimes she'd have to give him Benadryl, and uh, which is pretty safe for kids for allergies. Anyhow, um, he would get night terrors, and she realized she figured out it was the Benadryl that was causing it, and it wasn't the Benadryl; it was the dye. Mm. It was the dye that was in Benadryl. He would get weird. this weird reaction at night. He would get uh, he would get re- uh, night terrors hmm. because of it, and he wouldn't be you couldn't console the kid for like twenty minutes. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Maybe look yeah, at it's it. really weird. Well, I mean, I I'm I wondering if when I was a kid too. Oh, yeah, well, so genetic it's a genetic thing. Yeah, 
unfortunately. So and what's that like? Do you remember when you were a kid? Or well, you guys, I don't remember what it's like, but I know seeing it, seeing my son, it's they just crazy. wake up screaming because yeah, yeah. he just wakes up and he can't like form words or anything. It's like totally weird. He'll he'll stare off into the wall somewhere, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> what's over there, man? <laughs> yeah. well, you have a scary house too, though. You got kind of a scary house. What do you for, mean? It's scary. We're uh, trying to say his kid's got demons no, and shit. No, no, no. He, but he li- he lives. <laughs> Justin's house. Justin has this. It's all that that rock music you play. Distract with the demons. Summon it with my voice. He's got this big house out in the redwoods, right? Out in the out in the like your total. You know, there's no even his neighbors. You can't like see their door. No one's really outside, and it's like it's like that. It's really dark. Yeah, Yeah. it's very dark. dark There's no street. There's no street lights. It's like you feel like you're going into a cabin. So you're legit in the woods. Oh yeah, straight up. He's legit. He has like a redwood tree growing through his fucking. I'm not. I'm not a flannel poser, bro. Okay, I got a real question for you. You know what I mean? So you live in the woods, right? Your house is there. Serious question now. Yes. Have you pooped in the woods nearby your house? Of course. Okay. (laughs) That see, that's real woods. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that. That's basically the de- correct, correct me if I'm wrong too. Your your kids live on the opposite floor of the house than you do too, right? You're, yeah, they're in the, in the bottom. There you go. So they, he puts his kids in the top. dungeon, right? Yeah. So his kids live in the dungeon. So anytime we walk around, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, like all kinds of noises. scary as fuck, yeah, bro. I know, you're right. I'm like Not a grown ass man. It. I go there. I'm a little scared. Yeah. Like we were <laughs> before we went out to uh, Santa Cruz when we were That's heading right. out to uh, you know last that weekend when we were riding maps black. Uh, we stopped at his house first, and you know, we, I was like, I was standing close to him as we were walking up to the house. It was a little, <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, dude, a little, a little nervous. Yeah. So I'm imagining a little little eight year old kid, man. He's probably scared to sh- scared to death. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I guess, we, when I we, guess we, it's your fault, Justin. Well, that were, six, it reminds but, yeah. me when I was uh, I was the same age. I was at, between eight and ten years old. My we had this house out in the country, and we had uh, <clears throat> the house had a pool house that was attached to this. And the pool house was completely uh, uh, disconnected as far as being able to get into the regular house without walking outside. And then you got to go over to the front door. So you couldn't just go to the pool house through the other house. You actually had to go outside to go into the- It's a, the separate, it's a separate thing. Yeah, it's separate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I got that. And it was huge. It was bigger than a master bedroom. You, we had uh, I fit two queen beds in there, a little TV set up. I had my own bathroom and shower out there. And my parents let me have that. Well, long story short, I ended up living in the living room of the house- Cause I was just too scared to be out there as a kid. Like it was out. We lived on the cut behind us was literally. Oh, you were like nine. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is scary. And little, there was a forest behind me. I had a pool and pool in front of the house, and we lived up on top of this. Yeah, because if it, if it was like a few years later oh, when yeah. you're like 12, 13, you would have been in there jerking off all the time. Jesus, <laughs> like, this is so great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, if it was something I had in high school, it'd have been the most Victoria's awesome thing Secret ever. But magazines. You know, I'm in I'm in like fourth, fifth, sixth grade. That age. That age. That's and, a scary. Yeah, That's man. Scary. It was, yeah. And I look back now, I'm like, man, what a dummy I was. Dude, I used to get these weird. Dream. So I've been uh, I've been able to lucid dream since I was a child. Do you guys know, do you guys know what lucid dreaming is? When you're like half awake or what? No, it's uh, it's when you can control your dream. So you're in your oh, dream yeah, yeah. and you recognize that it's a dream while yeah. you're dreaming, and you're like, oh fuck, I'm dreaming. I can do whatever I want. Hmm. So I've that's done this. Called, that's called a lucid dream. I believe is that the term, Doug? Am I saying this correctly? I don't know. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Always, Can't vouch for that yeah. one. Thanks, always Doug. looking to Doug for wisdom. I think, I think that's called a hallucination. No, yeah, <laughs> no, it, it, it's called lucid dreaming. I'm almost positive. I'm gonna look it up here just because I don't want we'll people just to say be like, yeah, it is. But, well, yeah, let's just say, so, it's, so what I so what happened when I was a kid? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, when I was a, a child, I'd get these scary nightmares. Right, it freaked me out. And uh, my mom kept telling me, you know, uh, when you're in your dream, you know, pinch yourself, and it'll remind you that 
you're dreaming. Remember, you guys remember that, right? When you were a kid, pinch yourself, I'm not dreaming. It's like a whole saying. Yeah, I've or like seen that in a movie, so I'm thinking you're making this up. No, dude. No. I swore lucid dreaming is a real thing. Right. No, no, no. no. I, will, I, will, I do this. Okay. So as an adult, you pinch I do yourself no, in your dream. Scary dreams now are no longer scary because in a, in a dream that even goes that direction now. You immediately assume it's Yeah, a dream. I right away know it's a dream, and then I take control of it. Then I become a badass. Yeah. Then exactly. I have a gun, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And then I do something cool. Yeah, so I would have these scary ass dreams. Mm. You don't and do then that? I, and then, no. And so I would I pinch myself. End up like turning it sexual somehow. <laughs> well, hold on a second. It's hold like, on a second. Well, how that happened? That's it, weird. That's exactly what I do every time. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm a kid. I pinch myself. I don't feel it. I'm like, oh my god, I'm dreaming. Now what? The monster's still there. So then what I would do is I'm I would gonna, have sex. I'm with gonna him. bang the monster. No, that was I was a kid. Right? I was that's a fucking child. You gross bastard. Oh, I don't know. So then I would jump off a cliff in my dream and I'd wake up as soon as I hit the ground. I wake up. And so I did this for a long time. I learned how to control it, and then eventually. It built up to the point where I could learn how to fly and do all this. So now, when I have a dream, half the time I know you're I'm like dreaming. a superhero in your dreams, and I can do whatever I want. Worst dream ever is when you're when you're running running away from something, right? When you can't run and it's like super oh, yeah. super yeah. slow, super slow. Dude, mode. the worst I had like all these like crazy. I don't even know what they were. They had to be some kind of monster demon things like up in the <laughs> trees, and like they kept like looking in at the house, and I was like trying to hide. I went outside and was gonna run, and then they would jump from tree to tree, and they kept falling on me and I didn't know how to get away from him and it just like the whole dream was like that uh, I just kept running this was, like, this was, ah! this I don't last week yeah that's why I, I haven't I been have, able to sleep I have crazy dreams when I do dream because I don't normally dream normally when I smoke before bed it actually shuts that off yeah. if I dream at all it's after I've woke up in the middle of the night and then I go back right. to bed and then I have these just crazy graphic dreams it's like the opposite I go from not dreaming at all to like crazy graphic over the top dreams, but I try not to share them with my girl because my girl's so into them. She, <laughs> she like interprets it. the whole thing. Well, we have like, a book. This is what this means. Oh, we have a dream book, and she wants, oh, uh. you know, and heaven forbid I have something going on in my dream, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> then she wants to be like, so what's happening to you right now? Hmm. What's yeah. been going on at work? Yeah. You're not telling me something? I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't share my dreams anymore <laughs> with you. Every time I share your dreams with you, we have to get all analytical with it yeah. to get dive into what is well, really do, going on with me. They do, they do, they tend to reflect how you feel. So, like the running away and you can't run fast enough. Yeah, or yeah, no, there's that's indicative of like you have problems, you can't get away from them, you can't move. The problems are looming. Or you guys ever ever dream where you look in the mirror and like your teeth are falling out, your skin's coming off, or something like that? You ever have that? I've never had that, but no, I know that's that's, a, that's, a, that's a common one. I've had that right where I'm like looking in the mirror, and my teeth keep falling. Out. I'm like, what the fuck? I've had and a lot it, of naked dreams. What does that mean? No, I've that, had that. That too. you're being exposed. Like I'm outside. I'm like yeah. No, hey, that, that you're exposed. And no, no, no. He's okay. I have a dream book, and I've actually gone through a lot of it. So a lot of stuff you're saying right now is don't, totally off. Don't, yes, because I don't care. roll your eyes. No, because I know I'm calling bullshit. This, on is, your this goes into his wizard, you know, yeah, category. He, this here, is, so. and I'm listening to him right now. He's like, <laughs> they, they actually the they the dreams do mean stuff. But they nine times out of ten, they mean totally opposite of what you think they would mean. Like a you being on a sinking boat is nothing like what it's you. Not would try. logical. Huh? It isn't not logical. Okay. The naked there is a very common dream is to like when I was a kid used to show up and uh, I would be naked at oh, school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd get to school. Mom I mean, would drop people you off would applaud for me. <laughs> yeah. But, you know that's all. I'd be naked and that's you couldn't run life. away. So the, yeah. it, they they do have meaning, but it's not like uh, you can't get. It actually has a lot of times it has like a financial meaning. You're you're stressed about finances in your life right now or something like that 
that, or you have a you have a person in your life that uh, you're you're arguing with, or you you're not on good terms with. It reflects that it could you know what I'm saying. So nine times out of ten, the what you think the dream would correlate to when you look it up in the book, it's normally like something. To, and I know somebody's listening right now who's all into this <laughs> shit. So that's why I just want to come make correct Sal before astrological science says. No, I'm <laughs> almost positive that I've read that before. Yeah, almost positive. Almost is right. positive. Exactly. I'm it's usually just, almost positive. Which is just just above. <laughs> almost positive is just above. I don't know shit about this. Yeah. Is what that means. Hey, I almost it know works what I'm with horseshoes. So. <laughs> that, that's and good. grenades. Yeah. My dad used to get on to me whenever I use that term. Almost positive. He's like, what the fuck does that mean? Almost positive. <laughs> what does that mean? That's so contradicting sometimes in itself. I, sometimes I, I use percentages too. Uh, like I'm like 88 uh, percent sure that that's yeah, what, what I said was correct. Yeah. Because yeah. then people are scratching their head like, well, that's pretty confident. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, would you fucking play those odds? I'd play those odds. <laughs> so did you guys watch the? Uh, wasn't there a show or something that just went ah on? the men's classics? There you go. The this first, is the first, the very first men's. We missed that. You wanted to go down and see that, huh? I did because our boy was there, man. That's right. Craig, yeah, Craig, two, two of our guys are down there, and uh, Johnny, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, two of my good buddies were in it, and then I had a couple other guys that I know that I've competed against before that were there. So I really wanted to see. I wanted to see Darnell Ferguson. I wanted to see Craig. I wanted to see Johnny. I wanted to see all of them get up on stage. Um, so I did get a chance to kind of. I didn't go and I didn't watch it, but I did go watch it. And uh, go through all the pictures and see see the judging. I saw the scorecard. And, you know, somebody on our forum just recently talked about this. And they, they were talking about, <clears throat> and everybody loves to get into, if you're in this world. Like, if you're, if you're listening right now and you're not into this, if you don't give a shit, you're like, oh, this is boring. But if you're into this world and you, and you pay attention to all the competitors, especially all the pro athletes and they compete, everybody loves to get on, like, and start debating, like, oh, no, so-and-so is this and... You know, Craig was too much of this, and so on was so He's all much feathered of, out. Yeah, everybody like yeah, everybody likes to use all their their terms yeah. and think they know how these judges are thinking. I'll tell you this: after seeing classics, I'm disappointed because all it looks like to me is we have another category where the judges don't even know what the fuck it stands for. Because <laughs> with men's physique, it was always like this gray area. I go to one show, I'm too big. I go to another show, I'm too conditioned. I go to another, you know what I'm saying? Like each show. See, I, I'm I'm entirely convinced, 100%, that these shows are nothing more than like American Idol talent you know shows. It's fine talent that we can that we can look and sell supplements to. I don't think that the shows themselves matter mean shit anymore. There's a couple that might make money, but most of them are just. It looks to me like, hey, let's throw the show together, yeah. sponsor supplement companies, yeah. and then we'll identify the next well, person that's going to sell our shit the most today. They're, they're, I think, and here's the you thing. know what I'm saying, yeah. and that's why it's that way. They're looking at commercial. They're looking at the commercial appeal. Right. You ever seen? You ever seen a guy who's like just. Physique is like light years ahead of everybody, but loses because he's ugly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no. no. I, it, it is partially that. It, there's Okay, here's the thing, though. You got to remember, too, that um, you know I was out on a mission to prove otherwise, too, when I got into this whole thing. That's why I did it with no team, why I did it with no coach, and I did all that stuff because I, I in my heart, I wanted to believe that if I continued to bring the most ridiculous physique to the stage, eventually these fuckers would have to award me you know, my pro card. And it did happen. And it, and it, it definitely happened. I'm, I'm, uh, a lot of people that saw, I just did a post today actually of my first amateur show. Uh, most anybody that was there for that show and saw me hit state, I got fourth place, uh, on that show. Anybody that was there was like, hands down, I was first place. Mm. So I didn't win, you know, I didn't win my first show, but then I also didn't give up. I didn't say, you know, get all pissed off about it. It is what it is. There was things I could get better at. I knew I wasn't a great poser at the time. I knew I could, I still had things to work on. So I kind of took that approach. I can't, and then I, one of the most consistent things I was told was that I was over conditioned. I was too ripped. Yeah. 
And so then the well, next. You know what's funny about that? That first show, I remember being there and talking to you. I, I, my vibe on the whole thing is that like your whole process going into that it was like I'm gonna get that fucking trophy. I'm getting number one, and then you're gonna retire. Yeah. That was like <laughs> that was like your entire plan. You're like get recognized for doing this all myself. Yeah. You know, I'm super conditioned. You looked way better than everybody else. And it was obvious. And then we're like, oh, they're not going for that. Yep. Yeah. So that is exactly what happened. And then they then they fucked with me and told me I was too conditioned. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to come in a little bit softer and bigger, which I was like excited about because obviously it's easier to come in softer and bigger than it is to be super shredded and striated and starving. So I was like, cool. And then I went into my next show and I put on, I think I came in like 10 pounds heavier at stage. Then I was too big. Then I looked. Then I thought I looked like a bodybuilder. I was too big for the too too big for everybody. And I took sixth place in that show. Then I kind of got okay. I kind of get where I need to fall in between. And then I'm like on this. And in my head, I never told anybody this, but I was like, this is going to be my last shot at trying to appease these judges and bring this physique that I need to have. And I did. And I took first. You know, and it was right in between. I'd have to say those two. So there is a little bit of I they they what they know they have the power that they have as judges. I rarely ever see a guy come into his very first show and take first place. Well, my point is this, is that who puts these shows, who who makes these shows happen? Who sponsors these shows? Who pays for them? Well, the sp- a lot of well, this is how it works. You have a company like, you know, Muscle Contest, Spectrum Fitness. These are the companies that put them on. They host them. They put them on. They hire a staff. They have people that they have to pay to get on there. In order for them to get paid, they get paid by a lot of the donations that are coming from the sponsorships. So right. Like, you know, brands like Evogen and brands like uh, who else is? So it, to me, it's like the contest, and it's no, it's the contest appear to be uh, kind of like a funnel. How are we going to get these people to come in? And yeah. the attractive people to come in. We're going to look and see who we can sponsor, who can make you money. Know what it is? It's like battle of the bands. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. Yeah. I remember doing that when I was in Chicago. And uh, the whole thing is about how many people you can bring to the show. Uh, then they would judge you based off of, like, you know, the crowd's response. It's like, come on. If you only have, like, 10 people, how are you going to win over an entire crowd of somebody else's fan base? Right. You know what I mean? It's, t- it's like, impossible. Yeah. But, it's it's yeah. Uh, it's uh, – it's, uh, to, that's what that's what they look like now, and with social media now, you're seeing more of these athletes make more money just on their own. Like they don't even have to compete, or they don't they don't even place high, and they just yeah. Like, well, at the end of the day, when you look at um, when you look at all these physiques, and, and here, when you look at bodybuilding, bodybuilding is very it's it's a lot more cut and dry than any other category because bodybuilding it is the biggest, most defined you know, symmetrical guy. The bigger, the more symmetrical and defined this guy yeah, is. Yeah, there's less gray area. That's there is, there's less gray area. I mean, if you put two guys next to each other, you put like a Ronnie Coleman looking guy and you put somebody like a Branch Warren who I think looks great too, Ronnie Coleman just dwarfs him. He's a bigger man. He's more symmetrical. He's, he's, he's Everything about him is superior when you talk about bodybuilding than, than that guy, right? Where in men's physique, it's like, you know, you got all these different heights and weights. I mean, guys are like... And Classic was like that? Yeah. It and, was just not very... So all Classic did was they put everybody in... You, If you were a certain height, you had to fall in this weight, which is why Craig had to come all the way down to 205 pounds. Now, Craig, I thought, looked fucking awesome. He looked sick. Yeah, he yeah. looked sick, he dude. Looked that sick. front pose of him is just... You see his wings, his abs are blocked out, his quads yeah. just smashed on everybody. I thought he looked awesome. Well, yeah. I thought he looked. He, but, he did. He looked sick. But the argument to probably some judges are going to tell. I mean, he actually told me that he was told that he was. The uh, judge told him he was uh, not conditioned enough. 
I say the <laughs> motherfucker didn't eat for like three days going into the show. Yeah, was, but that's he was, miserable. He was peeled. Show. Yeah, he yeah. was peeled a week, two weeks before. But that's silly. That's it's silly. So he was stupid. he he had probably strided glutes that had they let him wear uh, those kind of yes. trunks. Yeah, no, his he had his feathers in his quad, bro. You can yeah. see every line, every line in that. That's for, silly. Uh, no, absolutely. So, and then uh, you know Johnny Johnny took last, uh, <clears throat> and uh, Johnny I thought looked great too. But it's like you, did he comment as to why he? Because I didn't, I didn't really watch any of it. I didn't. I haven't talked to Johnny yet. I haven't had a chance. And you know, knowing Johnny, I know how competitive he is, and I know if he plays like that, I know he's in his head. He's a little frustrated. He has always a positive attitude, but I'm not going to bother him. Bother him right now. I know I'll see him in the gym, or we we'll run into each other soon. So when we do, I'll, I'll get a chance to pick his brain. Same thing with Craig. I, I know what it's like to be in their shoes, so I don't like to like. Oh, hey, bro, what do you think? What happened? Oh, no, no. Like, start doing all that yeah. stuff because you're, you, they're competitive. We're all very yeah, competitive, yeah. you know? And there's, there's nothing like, th- I can't, all the sports I played in my life, there is nothing like this because it's subject, it's so subjective on a, on a bunch of fucking judges that are looking at you and they decide yeah. if you look good or not. It's, it's not like a normal sport that we're all used to playing where, you know, if I score more points than you and, you know, in basketball, there's no doubt. There's no doubt it, I won. bizarro world, dude. It is. Well, how many times have you seen like a boxing match and at the end of the fight, the judges just fucking give it to whoever. But when you knock someone out, there's no fucking doubt who won. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. And you could be the, you could have the ugliest boxing and knock the dude out and you still win. Yeah, exactly. And th- and there's just there's no cut dry air or cut uh cut area like that where it's like obvious, okay, yeah. he definitely beat this guy. You look Well, you know, him. so you know, it's funny we're talking about this and we're kind of going back and forth and I talk a little shit. And I think when we talk about bodybuilding and physique and we tend to uh we tend to talk poorly on it but for the most part. I mean, that's 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 a pretty accurate uh yeah. statement. Well, and I think I- it's it's mainly because of the state that it's in right now though. Let's <clears throat> be honest. Well, I think it represents a lot of what we don't like in fitness, the well, cosmetic, plus you guys, plus the you guys gang up on me on that. So. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm outnumbered in yeah. this one for sure. Well, we, I was going to say I was going to say some positive stuff because bodybuilding uh the truth is has made some incredible contributions to health and fitness. Massive ones. If it wasn't for bodybuilding building resistance training would not be mainstream it was bodybuilding that made resistance training mainstream it wasn't athletic conditioning actually athletes didn't touch weights for the longest time uh, it was only bodybuilders and weightlifters that 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 lifted weights um, and as far as athletes are concerned when you look at a bodybuilder uh, although they train like this all the time which makes them not have very good functional strength um, but I will say this no athlete I can think of knows how to feel a muscle like a, like a bodybuilder. Like if they had to feel a muscle and develop it because of an imbalance, they could do it simply by thinking about it and, and moving a position. Most people have no idea where muscles mm-hmm. are. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. You know, ask a bodybuilder to flex his lats just standing there with no weight or no nothing. Activate. You know, activate yeah. his lats right there. Ask a normal person to flex their lats. Ask you know, an athlete. Yeah. Ask a hard, ask a super advanced athlete. Flex your lats, flare your lats, and they'll be like, I don't know how. Yeah. I won't know how to do that. It'll be so foreign to them. Right. Yeah. So so I think bodybuilding's brought a lot. Uh, bodybuilding also uh, was the, fr- they're, they're always on the forefront when it comes to diet. It's fucking true. Mm-hmm. Now they go extreme mm-hmm. with their shit, but bodybuilders were the first ones to do low carb, you know, to get lean. They understood the importance of that. They understand the importance when it came to carb loading. Uh, and how that changed the way you look. Endurance athletes started that. Bodybuilders made it kind of mainstream where now people understand that they could- They're like the alchemists. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%.
right? Hundred percent. Yeah, they 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 they'll take on all those things to see what really happens internally with their body, and uh, it's all self experimentation. And and we've adopted a lot of concepts from them. They they in the, invented, especially in the performance world, and they invented uh, a, a lot of the exercises. Oh, I was that just going to say, think of some of the staple moves that we we teach or we talk about. If right. definitely evolved from bodybuilding for sure. And I mean, I, I think back to that, and it's like. Uh, the creativity to come up with some of these exercises must have been amazing. I mean, you, you, yeah. now we take it for granted, but you know, uh, to be able to think of how to do a particular movement that's going to work an area more than another, uh-huh. um, that took some that took some brain power, you know. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I was talking about this the other day when it came to resistance training and, and intellect. Um, and there's this uh, this this false dichotomy, this false belief that uh, you know you, you're a meathead, you're not smart, or if you're smart, you're not that muscular. But the truth is, um, exercise improves cognitive function. So a lot of bodybuilders are smarter because of what they do in the in the gym. They might not be smart at all. They might not be smart. They might not be smart, but they're smarter now as a result. Oh so. no, it's it's coming around. I I think that um, I mean, God, I I hope to think that we're hopefully playing a role in that. You know, I think that that was one of the things that inspired me to to stay in it. I I like it. I I do love it. I mean, I. Um, I did have a plan when I first got into it. I didn't have this passion. I didn't like growing up. I didn't say, oh, one day I want to compete and I was all into that. Not at all. Um, but I did respect the business side of it. I'm, I'm very fascinated by uh, growing industries. And I had I had gone and watched a show, God, 10, 15 years plus ago. And it was held in this little auditorium at a high school. And there was literally 20 to 30 people there. All the 20 to 30 people were like family members to the people that were competing. Mm -hmm. And it was all dark. And there was, you know, a couple banners in the back that were the people that sponsored or paid for the show to happen. And, you know, these cheap little trophies they got handed out. And it was a short little show. And it is what it is, right? And uh, uh, nobody cared about it. Nobody talked about it. It wasn't a big deal. Well, now, I mean, to where it's at already, like we're not even 10 years later. And this thing has turned into this. Are you talking about physique? Just in general. Yeah. I mean, I think physique and bikini really it made bodybuilding explode because um, it was going on. It was on a dip. You know, there wasn't it was uh, getting as popular. And when they introduced those categories, it really yeah. it really introduced it to a lot of people. Yeah, because even thinking about women, too, like I, I just remember like the Hawaiian Tropics bikini. That was all I thought of. You right. Know. Oh, yeah. For anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Resistance. <laughs> so. Resistance training, uh, bodybuilding did bring that to women. Actually, they're they're the ones that brought resistance training to women. Yeah, with uh, what was her name? Rachel McLish and Corey Everson. These were some of the original uh, female Miss Olympias way before uh, they took you know anabolic steroids and stuff. And they looked, if you saw them today, they're they're probably less muscular than some of your top CrossFit female athletes. Mm-hmm. But women looked at those pictures and said, "Wow, I kind of want to look like that." And mm-hmm. they started lifting weights. Uh, it was the bodybuilders that uh, came up with some of the machines that we see in gyms today. I know we talk shit about machines, but they have their place. Mm-hmm. Um, and bodybuilding played a huge, uh, huge role in that. I think the the reason why, uh, for me at least, now I talk uh, poorly about it quite a bit is because it, um, it re- you know, bodybuilding started its roots started in physical health and performance. And you know, you looked a certain way, and we celebrated that, but it was because it represented that you could do something. It wasn't just for the sake of looking a certain mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, in fact, the original bodybuilding shows uh, had a some kind of a physical component to it. So you would co- you would go up and you pose and flex and do your thing, and then there would be a, a another portion where you would either do gymnastics or you would lift something or you would demonstrate your mm-hmm. you know why you look the way you do. 
Um, bodybuilding eventually became just about how you look. And of course, like with anything, when you have competition involved, it just becomes amplified over time. And now bodybuilders uh, are not the epitome of yeah. you know health and fitness and performance, especially on game day. Because they're so, you know, they've just destroyed you, their bodies to a certain point. You just reminded me of something, and I'm going to take a little left turn right now. Uh, so hopefully everyone doesn't get mad at me right here. You just reminded me of, we just had somebody recently. So um, one of the things that's been really neat about uh, the MAPS anabolic program and that I, I find very fascinating is we 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 have a 30-day guaranteed money back, right? If somebody goes through the program. On a, yeah, right. And... Um, on a, on a normal month, uh, it's not rare that we'll actually go through an entire month after hundreds of programs have been sold that nobody returns. It's anything. actually super rare. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think I remember the names of every person that's yeah, ever. Well, yeah, and, won a and we had one. We had yeah. one uh, just uh, I think yesterday or whatever it came up, and uh, so it's it's rare. And the reason being, uh, this person uh, follows uh, Joe Donnelly's routines, and Joe's routines are extremely high volume. And he saw Maps Anabolic and was like. Oh, this means I only have to go to the gym three times a week. Like, oh my god, I'm, this was ridiculous. Like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, I yeah. I want to come five, six, but seven you days a week. I live, eat, and breathe <clears throat> in the gym. What am I going to do? And the reason why I want to bring this up is because, uh, and I know originally when it came up, the boys got a little frustrated, you know. And I said, listen, I I relate and I understand because I I like I'm in the gym seven days a week. Uh, now what I do in the days uh, seven days a week is not a, a typical high volume training session. I obviously listen to my body and, and do other things that are more appropriate, like mobility and, and focus on, on that, or I'm going there just to de-stress for a day. So it doesn't always have to be this crazy routine, but I get it. I get what, you know, some people like that, that routine of going, I like the routine of going to the gym every single day, because if I don't have that every single day, I will start to make excuses. Oh, I'll just do that workout tomorrow or the next day. So I get it. But what people don't understand is there is science behind all this. It's not like, oh, this we just do a routine three days a week and the, forever the rest of your life it's superior to any other routine. No, the reason why it's called MAPS and why we designed it the way we did is because it is not the end all. It's designed to guide you through this journey of fitness and to teach you the things that are best for your body and to teach you the best way to start and to start program design, which is why MAPS Anabolic is the best way for you to start and then evolve from there, which is leads me to another person who recently we talked about was uh, talking about when they got into performance. Now I'm going through performance right now and uh, green maps. Yeah. Green maps. And in green maps, I'm, I'm extremely focused on mobility and I'm, that's what I'm doing. Every, every exercise, everything that I do is, is about that. And I'm trying to take my body that's been training like a fucking meathead and like a bodybuilder for the last three years. And I'm trying to get range of motion back and I'm trying to get functionality back and get rid of some of these aches and pains and tightness that I have. And I know that it's important and I have never trained my body like I have trained it the last three years because of competing. Because of competing, I was so aesthetic driven that I just neglected to do all these things that are so important. And here I am in performance. Now, uh, is my deadlift uh, PR and my squat PR the same as it was when I was going through anabolic and I was focused on, you know, one to three heavy ass squats and my my main focus was to see my PRs and my gains? Right. No. Right. And I and I don't care because I know that as soon as I cycle back to red or I move to maps black and my focus becomes different, yeah. then it, I'm going to watch it go through beyond that because guess what? Now- You just filled all the holes. Exactly. Now oh. I have better range of motion. I have better yeah. flexibility. I have better connection 
connection with my muscles. And even though I might be 10, 15 pounds behind my PR right now, I know I'm going to shoot past that when that becomes a focus again. Well, what this is, is long-term thinking. This is long-term thinking. And again, and how to address the body as a, as a whole, you know, instead of, instead of just sticking with what you're best at, right? You're taking outside your comfort zone. You're learning new skills. We're learning new skills. Maybe it's taking you away from your awesome skill that you had, right? That's scary. (laughs) You know, that sucks. That's called growth. Right. Well, if you have to learn how to have that growth mindset. You do. And if you're, I mean, like anything, um, you, when you go focus on something else, you lose a little bit of what you had left. But if that if what you're focusing on now contributes to your ability to go back mm-hmm. and learn and relearn or go stronger through whatever you, you were doing before, then it's totally worth it. And that's how the body adapts. So if you're training strength right now, you're gonna lose some agility for a little bit. But then you go through and you train agility and then you cycle through. And then when you go back to training for strength, now you have more agility, more mobility, more endurance. You're going back to strength, you're gonna end that strength cycle higher than you were before right when you were just doing strength and meanwhile you're paying attention to all these contributing factors and skills and how they're interacting with these lifts right again right so that way you can when you spend time in the next phase and you know what this phase is focused on as far as the speciality uh you know you can really highlight those weaknesses and build them up it is and my and look i'll tell you what i've been working out for a long since i was 14 years old so i've been working out for a long time and my workouts consistently evolve they constantly evolve to incorporate some of these different things that i learn or that i finally say okay i want to try that or you know maybe i want to do some yoga positioning or maybe i want to do some you know kettlebell work and i'm going to move through and watch as my body reacts and responds and how i adapt and especially being you know someone in the gym like myself who's been in there for a long time and you know preventing injury and you know if, especially if you train naturally um, it's important to pay attention to those things and not just stick to the same bodybuilder, yeah. you know, over and over type routine, which bodybuilders do now, but they didn't do that before. Bodybuilders didn't train like that before. No. They used to train shit. Even Dude. if you, even if you go to Arnold's They're day, doing ballet, I was just going to say, yeah. you go even in Arnold's day, Arnold's day was, that was the good, they call the golden era of bodybuilding. That was pretty bodybuilding ish. But Arnold and and Franco used to do strength cycles where they would do like like a power lifter, yeah, or they would do gymnastics or they would do you know bar work, uh, and they used to do this because it would contribute to the way their body looks uh, looked as well. So they're just more open minded and smarter. Well, if right? people don't haven't figured it out by now, that's where a lot of our our a lot of our programming is rooted from the the, the stuff that was. Yeah. great that was awesome that we've changed because the pioneers that, that yeah, the, really like exactly. showed us how to do that Some, sometimes you know Sal brought this up uh, a while back and I thought it was a great analogy when he used um, you know training this way uh, like studying for a subject and you know what if you just want to be good at math and that's all you want to be fucking good at you don't want to learn another language or learn the one you already speak very well then yeah stay in that fucking lane do math all the rest of your life get yeah. great at that and that's all you're great at but you're not getting that much smarter you're going to get a lot you're going to get a lot more smart if you focus on specific subjects and continue to grow and every time you cycle back to math you're not going to lose all of it you're not going to know the basic fundamentals that you had before when you were now focusing on english go around that's what that's the training the body is the same way too and you're just going to keep getting better aesthetically better performing better more mobile mm-hmm. and all these things matter and that's now that's the piece that you talk about the things that bodybuilding did well that this is the things that i don't like about bodybuilding was you know you you see all these guys i would see all these men's physique these bodybuilding uh, peers of mine 
and I'd listen to the routines and the stuff that they're doing, and it couldn't be more cookie cutter out of a magazine. And because they're enhanced by anabolics, they're doing all this hardcore everything, hardcore diet, hardcore training. Yeah, of course you're going to see that, but it's short-lived. That's why you see a lot of these old school bodybuilders too. They all look fat and out of shape now because they haven't continued that. We're about being able to be aesthetic, being able to look that way too, but then longevity, being able to look that way forever. Well, yeah, and we talked about this too somewhat on like when you go to get into that show presentation uh, uh, form, like how... How when you get to that point, like, and, and you try and duplicate that each time, it changes. Like, your body doesn't respond when you you go so hard to get to that that bulk, that that size that you're trying to achieve, and now you cut so hard on the way down to get back to it, but it doesn't look the same as it did that time previously. And now you know it's it's just this formula that they they stick with the same formula, thinking it's going to produce that same result that it had in the beginning, which is the definition of insanity. I'm so glad you brought that up. This was something that Justin and I were. It was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, we were car? talking about yesterday. That. We were driving back from uh, the shoot for Maps Black, and uh, I was just sharing the the journey of my first, my very first show with the boys and stuff. And one of the things that I had noticed because I was actually. Um, assessing the classic guys, Johnny and Craig and everybody who did the show. And I said, you know, one of the things I noticed right away was that very first show when I cut, I was getting shredded so fast. I had to slow it down because my body had been, I was the skinny guy always trying to bulk and get big. I had never even ate in a deficit, much less did a bunch of cardio. So my body was just responding and just adapting yeah. to this whole new thing. And I was getting ripped and ripped and ripped and ripped and ripped. And then the second show, it was a total different monster. The third show, another total different And I was like, whoa, that's crazy how, how quick it's gotten used to that. And now the same formula that I'm plugging in to get myself in that same condition no longer applies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that comes because we do, we get, we get in and no matter whether you're a CrossFit person, a bodybuilding person, doesn't matter. We get stuck in these routines that we keep training the same way. We're always training the same way because we like it because we, we see gain, yeah. we see PRs. You and got so we, better at it, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that your body is going to continue to progress. And in fact, even if it is progressing, there's probably a better, a better way to go about it. And I just feel like when I, when I see somebody that, uh, you know, sees that and that's their mentality. Like this kid who, uh, wanted, wanted a refund is like, man, you know, give the kid a refund, but you know, we got to at least explain to him. I, I feel bad if we don't tell him that, dude, you're just, you're heading down a road that is well, it's just strange to me that, uh, someone would say, I want to work out. I want to work out more for the same or less. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, that you said that. I got it. I, I understood. I understood. Yeah, but if you want to go in the gym and just be in the fucking gym every day, then you don't need a fucking program. Just well, go in the fucking gym. Well, that and, that's and, do, and just do shit. <laughs> do, you, do you see what I'm Hop saying? Hop on machines and go. Yeah, just go. Yeah. If that's your favorite thing to do, right. just no. hang out in the gym. No, you're right. There's just uh, here's the here's the way I I look at it. Is this is like I said, I'm in the gym seven days a week. I try never to take a day off, but I do. I mean, it happens. It happens. But that's how I like to, to, to make it roll in my life is I'm always trying to get the gym at a certain time uh, every single day. Right. But it, but for you, you're going in there. You have a specific you, you understand exactly what you're doing, what yes. you're going to work and what the pro- if you were going in every single day and getting like horrible results and then you went in three days a week and you got fantastic results, would you still make your ass go in the gym seven days a week? <laughs> well, no, of course not. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's so the, the whole, like, I just like to go to the gym. I've heard people saying that. Like, I love working out every day. Okay, but why? Nobody fucking works out for no reason. 
You, yeah. see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You work out because there's a particular goal. You see how your body feels. You feel good about it. And then the workout becomes associated with that. And it's awesome. Otherwise, all you're doing is hard labor. Well, Nobody yeah. likes hard labor. Yeah. I'm not going to go move rocks if all I'm going right. to get is nothing. Sal, take those rocks from that pile, move them that pile. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done over there, move them back over you know to that pile. And then you're done for the day. It's the martyr. It's the gym martyr. Yeah. Right? It's just like a, being a workaholic. Well, yeah. I was going to say, know, some like, people have this as an people addiction. Are ridiculous about it. And they're just like, Oh my God, I had so much work and I had so much work on the weekend. I had so much work. I'm like, well, stop working. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Well, I don't know if you guys have. I've had, not sensitive I've had clients like not. this. Some clients, um, and it, it's and it's definitely, um, God, I don't know what, what you would classify this as, but it's it's almost sadistic is though that they want punishment. They want to be hammered. Yeah. They almost want like they feel guilty for the There's way they whole ate. industries for that, right? You know, like but that's whips, what I'm saying. Chains and all that. But stuff. that that <laughs> there he yeah. goes again. Yeah. There, that's the thing though. That's like they're. It's not because they enjoy the punishment. It's because they feel like they 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 need the punishment because I ate this food or it makes me feel better about what I just did. It's yeah. not the punishment. Nobody likes pain for the sake of pain. And if they did, they wouldn't go to the gym for it. They would do what Justin's talking about and they go hire someone to whip them and then they'd have a safe word and all kinds of weird shit would happen. Ball <laughs> gag and you know, upside down on a spinning wheel. I have no idea what any of that stuff is. <laughs> right? Something like that. But you, you get what I'm saying. No, no. So, I, if you're, so like for me, when I see these guys training the way they're training, like um, especially uh, some of these bodybuilders, and look, I'm not knocking anybody. I, I'm sure they know their bodies and how they respond. But I would love to see some of these guys who are that muscular, who maybe are on gear, to just just for just take three weeks. Just take three weeks. You're not gonna fucking lose anything. It's three weeks. Big fucking deal. Take three weeks. Take your body part split. Crump, write it on a piece of paper, crumple it up, shove it up your ass, and go do three days a week full body, focus on the major lifts, and see what happened. I'm telling you, was, these fuckers would gain five pounds let, in three weeks. Can we repeat that really quick? I would yeah. love for these guys to take it, crumple it up, and shove it up their own ass. I don't think anyone's going to take that advice, but I do you think- You know what? You get what I'm here. saying. No, yeah. I, I hear, you know what, and the reason why I feel like I have to continue to interject on this is because- I understand. I understand what it's like to be that person. I used to get after it in workouts like that. I like to work seven days a week. So it took a lot for me to go like, you know what? Have some blind faith. You're going to work out less. You're going to work out smarter. This is the first time I'm the asshole and he's the nice guy. (laughs) Ever. Rolls completely flip. You know why? Because we're talking about bodybuilding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's that's exactly why, right? I'm trying to defend it. You know, my peers. I am. I'm trying to to defend my boys and girls out there that are listening. I know we've got lots of competitors that listen to this and I I don't want them all to be like, fuck Sal. I'm going to crumple some paper up and shove it up his ass. Uh, Yeah. So... I get it, you know, but I cannot stress enough, um, even if you don't follow maps, uh, Sal's right. Sal's ass is rock hard, though. You know, take that body part split, get out of that mentality, get out of the man, get out of the mentality of training to failure. Those two things uh, alone, just stop going to failure, stop thinking about body part splits, train the body more frequently and don't pound it as hard. Watch how it responds. You'll be blown away. You'll be blown away because in the past, I too used to think the same way too. I used to correlate a good workout with how much, how sore I was. Yet how sore I was also dictated on whether I would train that muscle again. So sometimes I would go six, seven days before I revisit that same muscle because it was so goddamn sore from beating the shit out of it. And before long, I got to a point where my body got adapted to getting hit that often. That's all I could do it. And it was very hard for me to progress. The moment that I stopped doing, 
uh, training to failure and started to hit muscle groups more frequently, it was just it was mind blowing for me. It was mind blowing for me, and it changed everything. It's one of those. It's one of those moments that uh, it, it's kind of feels effortless because you've put so much effort before into training a certain way that now you just all you did was change that, and then oh my god, all this muscles coming on, and I'm getting stronger and more fit. And yeah. it feels effortless because you used to have to scratch and claw and do like that guy did, where he works out seven days a week, probably for two hours a day, you know, and to get just the smallest gains. Um, and that's that's all. That's all. I mean, I was making a joke earlier. You don't have to do that with the paper up your ass. I was just kidding, uh, but you should. <laughs> I'm glad you you know you just clarify. Yeah, you but you should that. try. You should try uh, a few weeks of mixing it up, and you you might be surprised. I know you'll be surprised. You to say you won't. My it will. It's like this. It's like you've been doing math a certain way. Somebody taught you long division or whatever a certain way forever, and you've got it down very well because you've been doing that for years. You've seen results that way. You get to the right answer. But somebody I'm, hands you a calculator. We're handing you a calculator right now. And I know you don't want to use it because you already know how to get to it's the answer. It's too easy. It's exactly yeah, that's, yeah, it's too. I like I my wanna, abacus. I want to write it all the way down the paper. Yes. That is that is remainders. the best analogy I can think of right now. It's, I get it. I understand that you know you know how to get to the answer. And I'm not saying that this is yeah. but you know try what? This, I like try to write in calligraphy. <laughs> I don't really like to type. Right. Calligraphy. Try this calculator out. I was yeah. I was actually having a, a debate with my sister. She's a she used to be a teacher and she's like, all kids should learn cursive. And I'm like, why? Yeah, Nobody's even yeah. right Nobody's with fucking ever pencils. Nobody's ever going to do cursive so ever this, again. We had this huge debate <laughs> about it. She's like, it's good for children to build yeah. character. I'm like, fucking teach them how to, I don't know, plant something then. Who cares? Yeah. Really? She felt that strong about cursive? Bro, right now, I'm telling you right now, there's teachers they listening. write it in the sand. There are teachers listening right now that are agreeing with her and yeah, saying they're, all they're children need to learn. irritated with you. Yeah, yeah, angry that I'm saying that. No, I, and I'm like, why? You're not going to fucking I'm cares? actually with you on this one, so yeah. it, it, it's silly. Yeah. Well, I think the stance that she has, if you said that it teaches discipline or teaches this or whatever she's trying to say it teaches them I agree with you that could be applied to some other yeah, skill put them in karate or something some like other that. skill yeah. set that we don't teach kids you know what I'm saying yeah how about manners yeah. Yeah. or about yeah. planting a seed or something yeah. like that <laughs> growing a plant who knows something else you know when I use cursive when I sign my name you know who can read that nobody <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking who cares. And it, let's be honest, it's not in true yeah. cursive. Mine isn't. No. Well, I used to write in cursive just to make sure that the professor couldn't read it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're writing fuck you. Just asshole. like the first like paragraph was perfect, and the rest was like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like a. I have yeah, the worst right. handwriting of all time. Absolutely. Well, you know, bodybuilders in the olden days, uh, they used to train full body. Uh, that's the way they used to do it, all of them. And this was before steroids, before any of that stuff. They just did what worked. For their bodies, and these guys looked impressive and were very strong and very muscular. And this is again before this is before protein powders, yeah. Um, and they used to train that way. Um, all they had back then was what worked. Yeah, it well, I, I think that that's the distinctive point, though, is that like you know the the testosterones and the 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 enhancements and all these like you know hormonal things, like they. They didn't have that as readily available. I mean, sure, it was probably there on some form, but like, you know, like it is today to where they don't have to uh, uh, get that creative and really press their body on multiple avenues. Like yeah. they, they just have to kind of, you know, get into it and, 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 and you know, mix themselves it in is, the lab. Like, look, without bodybuilding, we wouldn't have the modern gym. It just wouldn't exist. Bodybuilding created that. Um, nobody else, no other sport can claim that. Bodybuilding brought resistance training to the masses. It brought resistance training to athletes. It brought resistance training to women. 
And then bodybuilding went crazy. And then you have these things that came out as a result of it. CrossFit is the exact opposite of bodybuilding. And it wouldn't, CrossFit wouldn't be nearly as possible if it wasn't for bodybuilding. It was the backlash to bodybuilding, 100%. Yep. So CrossFit can even think bodybuilding for existing because if it wasn't for bodybuilding yeah. crossfit wouldn't exist and we're trying to teach people somewhere in the middle is where you want to we're we're just <laughs> somewhere in the middle like, is where you want to there's some truth mm, in a lot of these deep. things yeah, absolutely and when you take out that truth and you apply it towards the average person who just wants to get maximum you know best fitness bang for their buck i'm only going to be you know I'm, i, I want to have a normal life but i also want to get muscular and feel good and be lean what's the best most efficient most effective way possible to do that not what's the hardest most difficult pro way to do that that'll take me the longest amount of time that's not what people want so all we're doing is we're looking and we're saying this is super effective yeah. how could we be yeah. the most efficient right oh you know why that dude built more muscle doing crossfit than bodybuilding because now he's deadlifting and squatting whereas before he was doing you know one mm, let's you know, take those leg ideas. extensions leg yeah. curls and freaking you know uh, let's, one arm let's up. eliminate those exactly yeah and so uh, the bodybuilding has contributed uh, incredible amounts uh, to what we have now as the fitness industry, but uh, like any, like they went crazy, oh. and um, that's why we. It's I think great. We get it's mad. great for extremes. It's great to create that sort of spectrum for us to then, like you said, extract all the the good stuff and, and eliminate the fluff. Yeah. And that's what becomes you know maps. It's a, exactly. It's uh, you know another good example would be like functional flexibility now is becoming. Um, we it, talk it's about his it. own dogma. Oh, you know oh, what? Yeah. Can we, we say that for it. another episode. I feel like that's a whole episode. <laughs> oh, not that I'm gonna talk. I don't about even it. want you to get into that right now. That in fact we'll we'll roll right into that next one because I just think talk that's, right into flex. Yeah, absolutely, I think that's such a great episode. Well, but when we go into the, before we get into, the, I have the, a lot to episode. say about that. Right I now. just want to thank yeah, one. Yeah. I, I want to say that I want to credit yoga for bringing that to fitness. If it wasn't for yoga and yoga's popularity, functional flexibility wouldn't really be a huge thing right now. Right. And that's that's I just want to say that before we signed okay. off. So, uh, please leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes, and don't forget to check us out um, on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. Adam at Mind Pump Adam. And you can check out our testimonials at Mind Pump yeah, Media. Write something inappropriate or the Facebook also. Facebook Mind Pump yeah. Show. Mind Pump, yes, yeah, last show. There you go. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>